Hello and welcome to Hey, This Movie Looks Scary as a Kid and I Really Don't Want to Watch It. I'm Dan. I'm Michael. I'm Helena. And I'm Poppy. And for this episode, we watched The Hills Have Eyes, the 1977 version of the remake. Helena, what's your story with this movie? Yeah, Helena, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, so a bit of a bit of a mystery actually, this one. So I wanted to get a DVD, a horror DVD. I was I was just approaching the age where I was starting to get slightly willing to dip my toe into the horror genre. I think I was about fourteen. <laughs> oh, that's fair. No, that was about that no, I was older than that when I actually started watching 15, horrors properly. Fifteen, maybe. I don't yeah. know, but it was a and this is a weirdly similar story to how I found the Black Cauldron cassette for my mum. Right. So I um yeah, I was at a boot fair and I wanted to buy some DVDs, and yeah, this one, The Hills Have Eyes. However, I don't know if it actually was The Hills Have Eyes. because what? You lied to us. I might have lied to you guys, or lied to myself, because this, in my mind, it was always, oh yeah, The Hills Have Eyes, that looked really scary. I kind of said to my mum, oh, do you think I'd be able to watch this? And she was like, I don't think that's a good idea. And then also, I think I only had like a th- like I had other DVDs that I was like, okay, actually, I'll go for these ones instead. But in the back of my mind, it was always like, oh yeah, right, I sh- I, I, one day I will watch The Hills of Eyes, you know, when I'm, I'm bigger and, and braver. But this, the, the the cover art looks nothing like how I remember it. Did it you was watch the remake. Yeah, it was either the remake or a pirate copy. I'm guessing. <laughs> well, you know, if you're buying a DVD at a boot fair, it's definitely the pirate DVD. Yeah. <laughs> it was a guy with a lot of DVDs. So. Oh yeah, pirated. Some of you didn't it. have the big clear folders of sharpied <laughs> DVDs, and it shows. Oh, no. <laughs> These are like um, the boot fair pirate dvd guy they were always like slightly fuzzy dvds because they were printed they'd, they'd print yeah they'd print them out on cheap like a4 paper and then yeah. cut them out and stick them in the in the box so you actually did get a proper dvd case yeah but that was the only <laughs> genuine thing out of the whole thing that you got yeah. <laughs> every now and again you just get someone walk across the screen where they were obviously filming oh, an inner theater yeah those yeah. were the days those when were, it was oh, oh when people used to take cameras into cinema yeah. <laughs> they don't really have to worry about that anymore i remember being worried that like if i went to check my camera phone i'd get told off <laughs> well, they really, was intense, really intense adverts didn't they where it was like if we see one artificial light in the cinema, we're going to fucking gun you down. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll I was, I was really down. disproportionately, or maybe proportionately scared of like looking at my yeah. phone in the cinema. Like, I would turn it off, off. The, the advert's just like, the first flash is your camera, the second is the gun. Like... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, I, I forgot about this film for quite a while, and then when we were talking, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, The Hills of Eyes. I always wanted to see that, but I never got around to it. And then I remember thinking, like, sort of getting my pit in stomach because you guys were like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, we'll do that one. And then I was like, but what if it's actually quite scary? Like, oh, no. And then I went, I told my partner, and he was like, are you sure you want to watch that film? And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I'm not. The... Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. It's the premise is basically this guy. I mean, you find this out throughout the course of the film, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna tell the story of the story rather than tell the way the film develops. Yeah. But the premise is that this guy's had a kid, and he had he has two kids, but his kid ends up burning the house down, and he banishes his child to like the mountains. He can't bring himself to like properly kill him, but assumes he'll die. And he and this kid is like mutated. I think they imply because it's he's like he was conceived or whatever. And the pregnant woman lived next to a nuclear testing facility. Anyway, he's big and hairy. Ooh, just the way I like him. Um, 
and he he manages to trap a they say whore but i don't know just a woman they have some kids like i i, I sort of lost count of how many there were three or four three or four like there was there was a bunch and a girl anyway um this family american family decide that they want to go and look at an old silver mine because of yep. their is their silver wedding anniversary they're very because he's it. just retired from being a racist cop yes yep. no, oh he's been, apparently God, he's a racist yeah. cop i'm not sure if that was like a choice to make him look racist so that you didn't feel so bad about him getting like burnt to death or, or was it, it was just, just like was it just normal in those days yeah cops he, racist? or was it just because he was an old white man in the 70s like yeah you know. and it's a hard n-word and he does just throw it out there like it ain't no thing yeah, yeah big bob is the most boomer character i've ever seen like he's an ex-cop he drops the n-word with a hard r without even thinking about it and he got everyone into this mess to be honest because he yeah, refused he to turn around he wants to go see this mine. He's told not to go by, you know, a, a local. Um, the roads are shit. They've got a caravan. And they're going to California. So they've got a long drive ahead of them. He also gets really, like, flappy. And, like, drives way too fast. And, like, angrily. And it's so frustrating. Because I'm like, don't, right. don't drive yeah. like a... My, oh, my favourite part is when they crash because a plane is nearby. They crash because uh, a plane is yeah, nearby. Yeah, they get scared they, of the planes that they're warned about. They get and scared the of the plane. There's the is rabbit, there? yeah. There's just a rabbit in front and they swerve to avoid the rabbit and crash into a bush. But I don't yeah. understand why he's so scared of the plane. There is never anything that the plane is nearby. It just keeps cutting between, frantically cutting between this plane and yeah, the people I, in I the mean, car screaming. Does he think they're going to get nuked? If you're not used to being around an airport, they're kind of a bit like, oh shit, that, that feels really close and really loud. But It's going to kill us. It's not that close or that it's not. loud. No, it's such, a, it's such a weird bit because it doesn't feel... Yeah, they're probably intense. like cowering in the car. like They're trying <laughs> yeah. to get further away from So, like, going back a bit, it opens as a lot of great horror movies do in a rundown rest stop gas station. And it probably is the movie that sort of popularized this idea of like there's a crazy old guy and he's telling you yeah. that you shouldn't go there and um he he turns out the guy who runs the the gas station turns out to be the the dad of the the main killer who um who helena mentioned earlier yeah, yeah. Um, and he straight up tells them like stay away from there and they just go Pfft. Yeah, oh, he, well. doesn't, he doesn't immediately reveal. He doesn't go like, "Stay away from there." My murderous cannibal son and his spawn he, are up there, and they might attack you. He just, he just kind says, of says, "Like, oh, like, don't go there." Yeah, he's like, "Oh, the nothing lives out there. No one lives out there." And they're like, also, no people live out there. He's like, "No one you'd like to meet." Mm, maybe don't go. <laughs> also, maybe that guy could have said, "There are people that will kill you and eat you out there. Don't go that way." <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'd believe it if someone told me that. Yeah. Yeah. Then again, maybe he's just used to being around weird people because, my God, does they have the weirdest family. Like, I've never seen a brother and sister with that much sexual chemistry before. I couldn't remember, because <laughs> I hadn't seen this movie in a few years, whether Bobby and Brenda were boyfriend and girlfriend or brother and sister. Yeah, And then there was... and the movie, I had to look it up. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure the movie brother and doesn't sister. tell you it until very late in the film. And there's Stashman who's with the other sister, and there's Baby, which I think is Stashman and other girl's baby. Yeah, so they they're obviously like together and they have a baby. So it's them as their one family. And Doug then... and Lynn. Yeah, yeah, and, ba and, then, and baby yeah. Katie. Bobby in the fucking shortest shorts of all time. Oh, I love like, the 70s tiny shorts. The 70s clothes are incredible. The clothes were amazing. He's just There's yeah. a scene where he's just running and he does backflips for no yeah. reason. 
He just maybe yeah, he just backflips every think, single day of his life. <laughs> think Bobby looked like a young Mark Hamill. That is exactly what I thought. Genuinely, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was Mark Hamill for for some scenes. Yeah, how old was that character meant to be? How old were like the siblings meant to be? That's because a good they, point. I don't know, like late, like early twenties, late teens. But they act like they're like sixteen. Yeah. Yeah, I think. But, I mean, you do regress when you're all hanging out with your parents, though, don't you? You sort of let them be your, your parents again. They boss you around, and mum makes the dinner, and you sort of yeah. It. I think that's pretty. Yeah. Realistic. I, just, I could not work out how old they were meant to be. So this um this cross country trip that they're taking the, the silver with the own. whole family, with the baby, with the dogs. They bought two guns with them. Yep. Well one of them's a ex cop. Yeah, you're gonna you appreciate Yeah, but you think, you know, he's like, Yeah, we're we're just driving to California, I'll have some downtime, I won't need to bring a gun. Although he seems like the kind of guy who would bring a gun. They're also driving through the desert in the seventies. Like seventies was peak serial killer time in America. Like there, you can run into one. Yeah, it's. I, I to be fair, I thought that them having the guns wasn't that weird because it isn't like you know they come properly like armored up where they've got you know a shotgun, a rifle, a, you yeah, know, I'm, an, an automatic or anything. Like they do just have two handguns and yeah, like that's two families. They've got a gun each. Yeah, I'm surprised it was just the two. Yeah, uh, not right. that they help that much. Brent oh, is obsessed with French fries. Oh yeah. We're she mentions it like twice. She's like, oh we're gonna be French fries. We're gonna be cold French fries. Hot French fries. Yeah. Whatever the weather they're gonna be French fries. That's the only food humans can be. Yeah, so they, they were they... originally gonna eat the baby. Yeah they yeah, were Yeah I heard that but then everyone was like no, sorry no, Wes no one will go through it. Well I think they said actually they'd leave if they, yeah, they made it so that it was the baby died. There were well I not just died but like I feel like realistically though the baby probably would have got eaten. Well, there were a lot of like problems on on set for that sort of thing. Is this was one of those films where the crew like clearly didn't want to make the film, and it was very American because they like the reports of it of them saying like we didn't want to do it, and then because the worst weather in the world to work in, like about fifty degrees during the day and minus one at night, you don't want to work in that weather. Um, and they were like, oh, but the uh, Graven was so like enthusiastic about making the film will make the film that doesn't happen anywhere else other than america for like film crews no i'd um i'd like to say that you know in the horror movies that i like you can be as violent as you want with the people but why have you got to kill the dog yeah that was that was quite upsetting and you do see like the dog the dog's gutted as well yeah yeah Yeah, there's a brief flash of dead dog so the two dogs are laid beauty and the beast yes which um, I liked because they're separated almost immediately and you just yeah. hear them yell beast over and over and it just made me think of the chase. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mark Lebet's just sprinting through the desert. No, imagine this movie, but all, like the ones that are higher up on the hills are just the, the chasers. <laughs> <laughs> you climbing over these rocks and you just see Anne Hegarty peeking over the top of them. <laughs> just like asking you trivia the questions. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like early on how they differentiated um, Beauty and the Beast. So to, to profess, both the dogs are going crazy because the dog can sense evil. I don't know. I don't think that makes any sense. But hey ho, Beauty is like barking and angry, so they lock her in the tr- in the car in the caravan. Um, the blonde guy, the twink, <laughs> he's twinky. Um, yeah, Bobby locks him in Thank the you, caravan Bobby. because that they're his dogs. And Beast is just like sat outside, and they say. 
he says like oh why is why isn't beast going mental like beauty and says oh because beast is quiet um until he has to pounce and that's when he's loud i liked that little bit of setup for later oh yeah um, but his idiot sister opens the door oh, she, she is an idiot i'm not just oh no she she's is fucking yeah. one. um she, she opens the door to be like and oh, what's your problem beauty and she beauty sprints off and gets killed <laughs> Oh, okay, so there's a little bit of other... I'm not sure if it's set up, or again, they're trying to make you not want the people to die, but it also just really jars with your sympathies. Oh yeah, um, I had no sympathy for any of these people. Anyway, I had, there's the, they're talking about the that, that bit where they're like, they're like, remember when he killed that poodle and dad was so cross he had to pay for a dead dog's vet bills? And they were all laughing, and I'm like, if my dog killed another dog, I would be so upset. I was the 70s. I... Although I think I think that's that's to set up that like they can tell Beast to kill and Beast will kill because oh, you that... think they set <laughs> they set Beast on the pool poodle? Yeah, well I guess it's like the oh, you Beast can go can get kill. that fluffy dog. Beast can kill. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, he's had a taste for it. Um, Honestly, Beast probably the cleverest character in the whole. Film. <laughs> Beast is the true Beast and the Twink are the heroes of the film. Yes. Beast and the Twink is what this film should be called. <laughs> Beast and the Twink. <laughs> That sounds like a porn. <laughs> it probably um, is. Bobby yeah. yeah. sees Beauty dead, right? And then yeah. he, he passes out and he returns at night. If you've been passed out that long, you have brain no, He damage. doesn't pass out. He runs back down the hill. And yeah. But it's nighttime. I assumed he sort of passed out. Oh, no he, he, no. he runs. He immediately runs back down the hill, falls off a rock and then passes out. Because yeah. he, well, he gets knocked unconscious. He was out for a long no, time. No, right? it's got standard film mechanics of like, oh, just a tiny concussion. Yeah, hours. There's a light scratch oh. on his cheek. We don't know how he dealt with that after the film ended. We no. don't know if he survived back to actually getting out of the. Desert. Oh, he, he, what he actually uh, just dies in his sleep a couple of days later. Yeah. The rest of the movie was just hallucinated by him. Yeah. I do, I do want to talk about the as much of a weird sentence this is. Do want to talk about the dead dog? because so they keep saying in this film and everywhere i looked for it that dog that they like is cutting off and like that was a real dog corpse according to the people in the film and like um the problem is they never said where they got the dog corpse from they just said we purchased it which either means that they got it from a very weird source or it's a lie (laughs) to make the film seem edgy oh gosh I mean, yeah, did they have, like, a, a vet who just put down and... What were they? German Shepherds? Alsatians, yeah. yeah. They, they would have just said that's where we got it from. So it was either, like, a really shady source or a lie. Yeah. Uh, but everywhere seems to be like, no, it was a real dog. Like, that sounds like a they lie. They didn't actually say at the end no animals were harmed in the making of this movie. They said something similar. I'm pretty sure they didn't kill a dog. I think both yeah. of the, the dogs that were in the film survived. But you don't ask Dodgy Dog Dave where he gets his dead dogs from. No, no, that was his. You main... He's not gonna. He's not gonna tell you. No. You're not gonna ask. Craven had him turn up to every single film set until they needed one. Uh, but I think it's a lie. I think they just made that up. To... Oh yeah, I mean it's yeah. in the movie for all of what yeah. a second. Yeah, it's. A I don't know why you go to all that trouble. Yeah, surely yeah. it'd be easier to like edit the stills. Take one a picture still of the dog, of the dog and just yeah, make the dog look still. Yeah. Which is weird because yeah, like all the guts and stuff hanging out looked really fake. <laughs> like... Yeah, like it, it's such a yeah, weird. Yeah, it was it was condoms full of goo. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was such a weird statement for them to make and like still keep the lie going. That's the weird. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it snowballed. It was something that they said offhand. Oh yeah, that was a real dog corpse we used. And then they're like, what? And then suddenly they've told all, like each person tells three other people, 
Yeah, it was like, oh man, a, yeah, a live you, pandemic. Where do you get it from? Oh, oh no, I'm not telling you. Dead dog shop. Dead, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's down the road. Yeah, or maybe maybe he'd fallen out with that dodgy doggy the, the guy selling him the dogs. So like, well, I'm not going to give dog. him any business. <laughs> Just in case for any other film that wants it. And like this was the 70s. There weren't super strict animal health laws. Um, no, you could have just gone to like a kill shelter. I still like, think... have, you, have you killed any dogs recently? <laughs> <laughs> I still think there were laws against putting it in a film, though. Mm. But know. would it be no killing a dog in a film versus having it yeah, in a image of a dead dog in a film is, is obviously very different. Yeah. It'd be one thing if they'd shown them like throwing the actual dog off the cliff or whatever. Yeah, that, that would have been a bit killing, fun. And the dog dying, that would be that um, would be bad. But it's in the film. It's a weird lie to tell for like ten for like two seconds of for not even ten two seconds of of film. Um, but yeah, the twink gets back with a mild concussion. Yeah. So he's on a timer. The twink is on a timer. Doesn't tell them that the dog is dead, which I get not wanting to worry them. But he saw it was eviscerated and it didn't look like it was done by animals. This surely is you'd it... think, hey, heads up, Someone's there might be someone out there. This is why I think he's like fifteen or sixteen because. Yeah. He He's too embarrassed hasn't... about being upset about the dog being dead. Yeah. Yeah, he clearly hasn't like dealt with it emotionally yet, so he doesn't want to tell them. Because when he does tell them, he does just immediately break down crying. Yeah. Which is why I was like, he was 20 in my head up until that point. I was like, how old is this character supposed to be? It's pretty good crying as well, actually, when he breaks down. It's quite, oh, yeah. it's quite guttural. Good like, Again, the twink, good. Is, the twink and the Beast saved this movie. Yeah, the, the rest of the acting was... Fucking awful. There's a bit, I can't even remember who says it, but a character just goes, oh, Jesus, what's going on? In about that exact <laughs> tone. Like... <laughs> yeah, that's about the it's Stash guy, isn't it? The other, the yeah. other bloke. Stash yeah. man. The, other, the other boy toy. There's a there's a lot of uh, shots of them running through the desert, uh, which I'm a big. It's just brilliant in like, yeah, lots of the, shots of them tripping over in the desert. Yeah. The shortest shorts you've ever seen, sprinting to one way or another, just sprinting through the desert. <laughs> oh no, you forget at one point. Bobby changes from the shortest shorts you've ever seen into the tightest jeans you've ever seen. <laughs> That's true. Well, of course, he wears a full denim outfit and it's so tight. That's because it's, it's night time. <laughs> Maybe he's 15 and like he's just had a growth spurt. So while all this is going on, Big Bob, the dad, is going to... Oh yeah, he goes back to, to the gas back. station. Yeah. yeah. He finds the, the owner Which... there trying to hang himself. And yeah. I know it was the 70s, but he's extremely unsympathetic <laughs> and is just kind of like, oh, come on, don't do that. It's, I mean, it's good that he saves this guy's life, but he is like, okay, this guy's tried to kill himself. He immediately berates him. Yeah. Well, buck up, chap. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you know? Yeah. My favourite part of that scene is the bloody handprint on the door, which, when they wipe, doesn't wipe. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, a bloody handprint. That was clearly done by the crew right. an hour ago. Yeah. And this is this is when he goes into his, his freakishly large hairy baby that he had. Yeah. Um. With his his wife Martha. So who, she's killed um, in childbirth, isn't she? Yeah. R.I.P. Her purse, because they said this baby was like twenty oh, pounds, something yeah. like that. Almost yeah, and came enough. out sideways. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, then as he grew up, he killed his daughter. He hit him with a tire iron, left him in the desert to die, but he didn't die. But at the moment, the uh, gas station owner is killed. Yeah, because he. It turns out the son is standing right outside the window. Wouldn't you know it? That he's taken until this point to kill him? Is it the idea that the son, he's called Jupiter, isn't he? Um, yeah. Papa Jupe. Papa Jupe, yeah. They've all got like planet names. I, I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be like he actually had only just heard that story for the first time. 
Because I can imagine that guy probably didn't tell too many people that he'd left his Why did his out. car blow up at the beginning? I just remembered that. Oh, I thought it was the they they did it, the one of the one of the sons. Yeah. Um one of Jupiter's sons. There was it, yeah. so they can't they can't escape. There the, was someone it, running around in their little jingly jangly outfits. It's a good job they've all yeah. got bells on like cats so you can hear them coming. Yeah. <laughs> like, well it's bones, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like cats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jupiter calls himself Papa Jupe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm slightly conflicted about the casting of Michael Berryman as Pluto, the bald one, and I'll tell you why. It's because um yeah. you know, I agree with um people with disabilities or like um conditions should be played by people who actually have them but on the other hand it felt like they very much cast him and he he actually looks like that he he had yeah. no prosthetics or anything done and they're going oh look how disgusting he yeah. is yeah. he's he's just like the rest of these inbred actors that we've put prosthetics and hair all over yeah. isn't it gross and you know he got his paycheck and he's been in a lot of horror movies and i don't have the same condition he does so i can't really speak for him but I don't know how to feel about it. Because of his medical condition, he can't sweat. Yeah. Uh, which meant that being in the filming in the desert was really difficult for him. Oh no. So I, like again, it's like it's not a safe place for him to be working, and it wasn't. He didn't care. There wasn't much care as into like the crew or everyone's safety. He's um, very much a focal part of the advertisement as well, and it feels sort of malicious in a way. Yeah, yeah he's like on you're the just going, like, oh, look how, how disgusting he is. He's barely he's in it as well. Yeah, he's not the main character at all. No, uh, which is, yeah, that, it's weird. But It just I, feels, um, you know, a little bit exploitative, but, you mm. know, if he got some money out of it, good for him. Yeah. If he's happy doing it, you know, who am I to say that he shouldn't? Yeah. I just, uh, I feel a bit weird about um, about consuming this as a, as a viewer, yeah, um, it's it's problematic, but it and it just gets worse. It just yeah, because of course we have the sexual assault scene that every oh, horror yeah. film needs. Well, that that is actually very very cut in this. Yeah. I was reading yeah. about that they. I mean, it's still bad. Obviously, there's no such thing as like a oh that was a <laughs> that was a gentle sexual Ooh, assault. That scene. was a tasteful rape scene, <laughs> wasn't it? But they, I think it was worse. They lightened and it. They, yeah. Basically, I think the film was it was that bad that it didn't get an R rating. It got X rating, which meant it could only be shown as like basically pornography. Yeah, it um, was um exploitation film originally, yeah. sort of thing. And then they they realised that they kind they of wouldn't make any money. To, yeah, they kind of needed it to be at a bigger market. So she gets sexually assaulted while the dad is exploded. Like, what's weird about that scene? Well, other than the sexual assault being horrific, everyone is deaf. Because there's a lot of screaming. Mm. But there's and... also the other guy on fire screaming not far away, and they're all screaming at each other. But, but like, everyone's outside yeah. doing but nothing, no, like... and they don't react until there's gunfire. Oh my god, I would have straight up punched Brenda by the end. She just did not stop screaming in those end scenes. No, it was just all screaming. <laughs> I mean, she's in shock from pretty yeah. much... Yeah. It's the moustache man that comes to the rescue this Moustache man to the rescue, because... When the sun finally comes up, when it becomes daytime again, we get the funkiest bass line I have ever heard in horror movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and a bit of synth as well. Yeah, the, chase, the chase scene is really funky. Yeah. yeah. I, I <laughs> because, just want to mention... Because I'm just going to, like, you know, from, from what I could figure out at this point, it's all on the baby, they were going to eat it. Uh, someone else, the other woman might have been killed. I don't know, she just wasn't in it again. I missed a bit. Yeah, she, 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 dies. she dies. Her mother was shot. Yeah. What no, about... The sister was, the sister was the shot, sister as, well. shot oh, as well. Okay. Same scene. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but he, she, I... managed, she managed to stab him in the leg. She managed to stab him in, yeah. like, 
which obviously is one of those annoying injuries that comes and goes based on plot. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. He does limp most of the time. Yeah, and to be sprinting uh, across the desert. He does also get stabbed in the artery that kills you, as far as I can yeah, tell. I was like, going to say, like, getting thing. stabbed with a big-ass knife in your leg is, is not... And like upper time. thigh as well. There's like, yeah, like isn't like the art. There's an artery there, isn't there? That like yeah, your femoral you artery. Out. I yeah, guess okay. she didn't get the artery. She just she missed it. Yeah, she missed it with uh, what is essentially. It would have been a little blood fountain. I wanted to mention this one scene where um, it's during the the sexual assault scene. So I feel like it was kind of overlooked. <laughs> where one of them, I think it's Mars, drinks a carton of milk on the side, and then he decides this isn't doing it for me. So he, he slurps the blood out of the finch. Oh, yeah, he, he grabs the oh, bird yeah, from the, the cage, bird. rips its head yeah. off and drinks the blood. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he, he drinks his Capri sun. He'd rather drink <laughs> that than milk. Yeah. Yeah, it's his Capri bird. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, it's, it, it's, it's one that you rip the top off. It's a fruit. <laughs> <laughs> a canary flavour fruit. Yeah. Oh, dear. We all know that babies are Capri suns because they've got the soft spot in the top of their head for the straw. <laughs> <laughs> no. I thought uh, that was the freshness seal. <laughs> so they kidnap the child. Don't um, eat this baby if this bit's been broken. Yeah, if the <laughs> broken, do not consume. Not <laughs> <laughs> Keep refrigerated, consume within three days of opening. So they kidnap the child. Yeah, they kidnap yeah. a baby. But we, um, we already know that, um, what's her name? Pick a planet. Well, fucking, um, I don't know. No, the, the girl isn't named after a planet for some oh, reason. Not. She's called Ruby. Huh. So they have Papa Jupiter, Mars, Pluto. Hmm. There's another one as well. And then they have Ruby. Yeah. So Ruby had actually asked the granddad to take her away. Like, yeah. take her with him. She, he was going to try and get out. She wanted hmm. to go with him. So she's she's clearly not actually particularly on board with Papa Jupe's plans. Yeah. So it's sort of set up that she's not going to let them eat the baby either. Which is what uh, happens. Like she does, she get she she gives him the dead pig instead or something. Yeah, yeah she wraps the pig up in a blanket. In and out of character. Oh, love a pig um, in a blanket. My, when they have, <laughs> when they get the kid and they're like, oh, we've got the kid, and then there's like another brother on the hill yelling about how great it'll be, and then he gets killed by Beast. And yeah. this, is like, this is the first step in Beast becoming the true hero of this yes. movie. Yes, the true OG of the movie. And it's like that along with Bobby. The one bit of setup that they did where they said Beast is quiet until he attacks. Yeah. It, this is where it pays off because he's a stealth dog. He's a very intelligent stealth dog. And he's vicious. Like those Ooh. dog scenes are pretty frightening. Yeah. Like... like he proper rips into that guy's leg and then tears his throat out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that, yeah, like that later, this is just kick, just pushes him off the edge of the yeah. cliff. I did like that, but I know it's it was I know it was a it was a joke. They were like, oh, I can hear the dog's ghost, and it's obviously Beast barking. Oh yeah, because they um, thought there was only the one. Yeah, and they're um, like, oh, there's more than one dog. Yeah. They uh, so they use the mum's corpse to to lure and kill Papa Jupe, yeah. which is dark. The incestuous brother and sister like put her in a deck chair. Just prop her up, and he goes right up to her as well. He's like, yeah, she's just sitting there. Oh, but they did then use... Okay, this was a scene I did find genuinely fucking hilarious, was that they'd taken the tyres off the car, tied a rope around the wheel, had the rope so his leg was grabbed in it, and just hit go on the car so the wheels span and it dragged him along the desert. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> like... That was the one scene where I was like, oh, this is cool. It was a shame that they'd... I know that obviously you then find out obviously they'd had their fuel siphoned. Yeah. So yeah. it runs out before they can do proper damage. But yeah, I'm like, because well, why of didn't the they just immediately get out and start tugging on the rope? Because the guy is still, it's still yeah. difficult to like, stand up with someone there. pulling you on a rope. 
I just... But then I guess you are killing us. You are pulling us. Yeah. And I can I can guarantee that they didn't use a dummy for that scene. They probably just dragged a real guy through the sand. <laughs> like... That's what it was the seventies, wasn't it? Yeah. So... Stunt people are for. Yeah. Um, some people are involuntary stunt people. <laughs> um, I yeah. The one thing I can appreciate about this film is it like it is a landmark piece of horror cinema this inspired so many films we have now etc etc what i can appreciate is the overall story however well it doesn't hold up was really good in the 70s and the idea of this normal very american very american family extremely american family and i hope you get the undercurrent of what i'm saying become very like feral and and like aggressive when they're like backed into a corner they yeah. become very like wild, uh, and I like I appreciate that kind of arc because you get it with like Beast. Beast is a normal dog at yeah, the beginning. See, he's killed a poodle, but you don't know that until you're told it. Like he's just a normal dog. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, this dog is trained to kill or like knows how to kill. The people yeah. become more like Beast. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, definitely, and I think it's obviously it's pretty telling that that's his name as well. Isn't isn't particularly subtle? No. Um. But what I also I think this film has done a good job and has done lots for cinema by being not great in that lots of people have been like, I like the concept of this film, but think I could do better. There are like so many people that do so much with, with Craven's films. Like mm. there's the, the guy who did uh, The Evil Dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sam Raimi. Yeah. So him and uh, Raimi and, and Craven have like this weird back and forth in their films where like so so in i think in the hills of eyes one of craven's films there's a image of a different horror film that's like a poster that's been torn off as if it's like craven being like this is how you do real horror hmm. uh, jaws that was it it was jaws and it was essentially craven saying this i can do a better horror film than jaws so he sam raimi in his film had one of his characters watching and being bored of um the hills have eyes <laughs> and then i think craven responded by having characters decide between halloween and uh the evil dead and they picked halloween <laughs> that, there's so many like back and forth and at one point they have like sam raimi's films he has like freddy's claw they have like a weird back and forth and i was reading about it. this is cool that's that, pretty adorable actually yeah that yeah. sounds more interesting than the movie was <laughs> so the ending to this movie was very abrupt it yeah, just ends. You can tell that there's something that's been like so much cut because they're like, oh shit, we. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know, maybe was the ending just totally, totally fucked? What should Everyone's we do now? It, the movie finishes, but they're still, you know, stuck in a desert with yeah, a baby. I guess it's like that's not interesting. The baby's mum is no longer alive, so I don't know where, you know, if she was breastfeeding, they don't have a steady food supply for her anymore. I just um, want to say, yeah, who, and the canary's dead. So I just want to say, who is it that survives? Oh, stash, stash man and the uh, baby. And... survives. Beast survives. Yeah. The, the, the dad, I think his name was Doug, survives, the and two... baby Katie survives, and yeah. Ruby. The two main characters survive. Which is... Yes. <laughs> Bobby oh. and Beast. And the bit. That's all that matters. Those two are alive. They'll get out of the desert fine. Well, I think they they also do basically say that there is a a depot but he yeah. didn't go any further because he came back because so there's obviously back. they're not far away from life oh man i don't know how to feel about this film well i hated it yeah um, not yeah. That I, I think it's a good film and it's sort of the opposite to other films we have watched like jack frosty's killing and chilling um which i loved and knew was bad yes yeah. i hated and kind of knew was good like yeah. it was meant to be good but i 
really fucking hated this as well. Not gonna lie. I just I was uncomfortable. It made me sad. Yeah. I didn't really relate enough to the characters oh. to feel bad for them. But obviously you don't feel good for them either because nothing nice happens. And it just made me feel really on edge and scared, which I guess is the point. But I wasn't. I, I wasn't watch, even watch scared. This when I was a kid. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wasn't that scared because it wasn't it that. Just, it wasn't no. like that jumpy. There was a couple of jump scares. It's seventies, like yeah. it was scary for back then kind of thing. Yeah, I um, imagine if we watched uh, this back you then. You don't say that like I'll be familiar with horror. Films. <laughs> I'm like, nope. So a lot of films at that time didn't have like well written story. Not to say that the story. Okay, the story in this isn't well written. Or it just a lot of it was edited out. But they weren't based around like the story. They were based around like can we get as many like gruesome visual effects and make things as violent as possible? Because that was the point where films were just violent for being violent. Um before it kind of normalized and now we have violent for reasons. I think Wes Craven is a very good director and I think he's a visionary writer. Yeah. However, I would not say this is his best work. No. Although Aesthetically, it looks nice. I think this was also like his lowest budget film. Was this one of the yeah. first ones he did in '77? Because I know he like one Wes Craven's film. obviously done like Nightmare on Elm Street and all that sort of thing. Were they later was... than this, or? So yeah, uh... The Hills Have Eyes is the sort of the third film he directed. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then he did all in the same year: Invitation to Hell, The Hills Have Eyes Part Two, and Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh right. All yeah. in '84. I think that it's a movie that, you know, it um, has spawned a generation of movies that have been inspired by this movie. Like, you can see where people have taken elements of this movie and they've they've brought it forward in their horror movies later on. But I think by that nature, it's sort of people have done it better. Yeah. Aged weirdly. The remake for this. Has anyone actually seen it? I think I have, have, but like well over 10 years ago. The remake is a lot more violent. There's a lot more sort of gross, overly explicit sexual assault in in the remake. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I can see that. The violence became more normalised. Does it have Beast in it? Does it have Beast? Yes, the plot is essentially the same. It's just they they amped up the violence and the the gore and the um, sexual trauma. Is Bobby as Twinkie? Oh, no, of course not. Of course, it's, not it's not worth watching. The shorts are just not as short. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it set in the seventies? Did they like go all out and do it, or is it set in when it was made? Uh, I haven't watched it for a while, but I don't think it was set in the seventies. Boring cowards, cowards. Joe's the short. I mean, it is pretty. I guess it's pretty timeless, isn't it? Like you can have this set in pretty much any time because it is just set nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, but short shorts and big hair would have been great in like a film made in 2000 and <laughs> I'm gonna it was 2006 say it came out I was so, close. so it would have been made in 2005 probably so it was it was football shorts at the time as well i'm not sure yeah. if you guys yeah. ever see any like old football clips but yeah. it's <laughs> so funny because they're just it's just the tiniest little shorts they're wearing and full denim yeah like not denim jacket thin denim and ja- denim jacket and full length jeans in the desert so yeah. I guess to try and wrap this up, out of ten, uh, how many inches are the legs on your shorts? Uh, would you give this movie? How many eyes in the hill? <laughs> See, I I want to give it like a seven because I like it's not it hasn't held up well. If you compare it to like films now and horror films now, it is it feels cheap, but because it is, um, and it feels old, but like because it is. If you watch it with like the frame of reference that this is a seventies horror film and this kind of kick started that overly brutal mainstream film it's quite good and i'd give it I'd, yeah like i said i'd give it a seven 
I'd give it seven twinks running through the desert at full speed. <laughs> I uh, I actually rated this at the end of my my notes, and I'm going to stick to it. I originally gave it a seven, and then I knocked it down to a six point five because they killed the dog, mm. and I just don't think that's necessary in any film. No. Kill the baby for sure. Eat the baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah have the baby. Leave Beauty alone. <laughs> like none of the actors are like. Maybe we don't do the dog killing. I'd give it. Uh, I'd give it a six point five because. You know, it's enjoyable. It's not my favourite Wes Craven movie by far. I don't even think it cracks the top five, the top ten, maybe. But I can recognise where it influenced a lot of horror movies that I really do enjoy. You know, will probably continue to influence horror movies that are going to come out in the future. So um, mm. for that reason, I can't really rate it low. It wasn't a bad movie. The this sexual violence, I don't think, was really necessary in the movie. I know that it wasn't as explicit as a lot of movies are nowadays, but, you know, I just, I don't know if it was that necessary for me. I just don't go for that sort of thing in a horror movie. It's very rare for a sexual assault scene, in general, to be relevant to the plot. Oh, yeah. It's so, I can only think of, like, one movie. I think there's something very human about the setting of, like, you know, it's a, finger quotes, normal suburban white family um, that a lot of us can relate to. But, you know, that was how um, I think Wes Craven said he actually based them on his neighbours. A lot of people could relate to that sort of family dynamic, especially at the time. So Um, Wes Craven's neighbour is a twink, and we know that now. A twink and a racist. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a terrible sitcom, like the twink (laughs) and the racist. (laughs) They just can't get along. Yeah, I I found this film really, like, I was just on edge watching it. And I think that's kind of what they were going for in a way. Like, I don't necessarily think, was it, it's not sort of torture porny enough that, you know, it's kind of people want to watch it and be like, oh, yeah, look how, oh, it's yeah. it's really funny or horrible in a good way to watch. Like, I think it was trying to be like a film that makes you uncomfortable. And it definitely did that for me. So it does what it's supposed to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is better than like, you know, comedies that aren't funny or... Horrors, horrors that scary. aren't uncomfortable or scary and you know action movies that don't have any good action chase scenes or thrills or whatever so it, it does what it says it's supposed to do so I've, but i should have listened to my little heli gut instinct and just not watch this film because it was so not a good time for me Which, i think yeah. that, you know obviously they go a bit ham with some of the plot details like it being like a crazy mutated family and yeah. stuff but the like you know um, you're on a family trip, you get targeted by home invaders, you get assaulted. Could happen reasonably, so I think it yeah. just makes it a bit more... Yeah, that's stranger danger, isn't it? Like, it's... Like, there's nothing particularly supernatural in the movie, it's just yeah, a bit, like, you know, they're a bit good. mutated. Like, they've been yeah. sort of mutated, but to be honest, they're, I mean, they're still human. Yeah, yeah. They're they're used, Like, they've used it as an excuse to be evil, rather than actually being evil. Like, there's enough awareness that what they're doing there is wrong they just it's psychopathy rather than like um, i'm gonna give it a six which is only i realize one more point than i gave jack frost but i had such a nice time watching that film and such a horrible time watching this one I that think, i'm like actually yeah. that this is my own scale entertainment can add value to a film regardless Absolutely. whether it's good or yeah. bad exactly yeah. and that's why i found yeah. this film fucking boring i genuinely just I don't know. No, I, I wasn't bored. No. I was pretty gripped, but I was... The, I, the I, pacing I had to, like... was not the best. No, I just... I, I don't know. I couldn't connect to this film. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't like the characters. I wanted them to die. Even Bobby? Like, 
Uh, Bobby could have survived. The twink was all right, and the the stash man who I'm pretty sure I didn't mention this yet. The point the, so at the beginning, the stash man goes off to try and find somewhere. When he comes back, I'm pretty sure he's got a different stash. I'm pretty <laughs> sure, like it looks fake. <laughs> he shaved it whilst he was like, yeah. No, I don't. I don't know. I just I I really didn't enjoy this i understand what it spawned and all that sort of thing but yeah and i think yeah. that's what I, I was sort of impressed with this film yeah but not in a way that i i'm never going to watch this film again no exactly it's and one of those not... films yeah. you, you can kind of look at it and go oh i've seen that in movies that i really like but yeah. you know done a bit better yeah. like yeah, yeah. No, so... i think it's an important film yeah, yeah, it's important. And it has its, its, its place in film history, but yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I just, I'm quite happy to Didn't... not watch. It's just not the time to. I, I've sort of, you know, well, now that I've, I'm a big grown up, I've dipped my toe into horror a bit more, and there's sort of things that I, I know I like there now. Are there, and it's... Yeah. Really good horror films. But this is, yeah, this is not the sort of horror that I like. I didn't. That... It's yeah. not it's not jump scary and spooky enough and there's not it's not trying to teach you anything or learn anything it's just if you drive someone to this limit they will do crazy things yeah. and that's yeah, yeah. like I, the, I, did, no I did want to say Hannah when you pick, so the way we did this was we all picked a film that we were too scared to watch when we were little and we all picked like not massively serious horror films and then you said the hills have eyes and genuinely i stopped and wanted to say are you sure i think well I that was the exact that. reaction you... that my partner had was like yeah. what? but the, no i'm genuine like i had i didn't know anything about the film the premise was originally for this series was that we didn't we saw the cover and was too scared to watch the film and that's exactly what this film was yeah. for me and i realized now yeah no it's yeah. uh yeah but the thing didn't... is i also don't think it is. I think I heard the name of the Hills of Eyes somewhere else. Okay, so we've and got another film. Is, <laughs> there's another film out there, and it's got a dark background, like a black yeah, background, yeah. and it's got yellow writing. And I think there are hills. Ah, oh, the hills on it. <laughs> like in the background, the there are rolling noses. There are rolling hills in the background. The hills have feet. And maybe a tree in the foreground, but I do not know what ah. film that is. I have tried searching for it. I cannot find it, but I yeah. know that the film that I was thinking of, in my mind, I always called it The Hills Have Eyes. The Hills Have Eyes. Definitely not the film that I, I saw as a kid, or the, the DVD that I saw as a kid. Well, if anyone can work it out from that, yeah, I guess please let, me know. let us know. But, but it's yeah. good to know it did scare you. Yeah. Like this film you were too scared to watch as a kid, scared you as an adult. Yep. Yeah. I <laughs> so want to go watch something fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm still yet to rate it and like genuinely in terms of entertainment and just gen i i didn't i really didn't enjoy this and i know you guys are going to be disappointed by my very low rating so i'm going to give this a two abrupt endings out of ten and with that i've been dan <laughs> i've been helena <laughs> i've been michael i've been poppy <laughs> and you can find this podcast on twitter and instagram at hilton pod that's at h-i-l-t-m pod uh we're on discord and that as well let us know what horror films, like, like what, which movies you saw, say, in Blockbuster, where you saw the cover and it just looked too scary and you didn't want to watch it? Yes, and recommend me any underrated horror films, because I'm always on the lookout. Oh, yeah. Throw us some underrated horror movies. We might not talk about them, but goddamn, we will watch them. Oh, I'll watch them all. <laughs> I might. It depends on how scary the cover art is. Actually, no, big question. If you can work out what Helena may have seen <laughs> wanted to oh, watch. God, yes, please, because I <laughs> couldn't have been more vague. The writing, yeah. I think, was yellow, but it might have been orange. So, yellow writing, hills in the background, and a tree. Go.
Hills have eyes. Do 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 do